and welcome to Not The Good Girl, a podcast for rebel-hearted women who are ready to do life and business in a way that leaves them tuned in and turned on. I'm your host, Gemma Sands, self-leadership coach for women and entrepreneur of over 10 years, and I'm on a mission to help women break free of their good girl conditioning and redefine for themselves what it means to be a woman. So if you're ready to elevate your pleasure, business and bank account, settle in for this week's episode. Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode. As usual, I am very excited to be here with you today. But before we jump into what I have to share, I want to take a moment with you. I want to take a moment to settle in here to be present with ourselves. So I want you to take a moment, if you're driving, then I don't recommend this, but you can return to this if you want to practice it later on. Um, But if you're listening to this whilst you're working or whilst you're walking your dog or whilst you're at the gym or just curled up with a hot drink, then take a moment, take a moment with me, just a second to acknowledge yourself right now. I want you to pause, I want you to inhale And I want you to say to yourself, out loud or in your head, I want you to say to yourself, I see you. I see you. I feel you. I see you. I feel you. Mm. Notice how you feel with that tiny little practice because... You know, so often I think we think meditation or mindfulness needs to be this whole process. But you can choose to be present with yourself anytime by just taking a few seconds. And I see you, I feel you, is so powerful because so often when we are struggling, when we are in our own heads, when we are dealing with a lot of emotion or we're confused about our direction or we're trapped in patterns and cycles of self-doubt, it's often because we have disconnected from who we are and what we desire. And who we are and what we desire is kind of what I want to talk about today because um, recently I have been thinking a lot about confidence and yesterday um I opened this conversation up on Instagram stories and it was super, super interesting. So I want to talk about that today. Uh, And just confidence in general and our relationship to confidence. Because for years, I was chasing self-confidence. I, um, if you don't know the story, I started my career in a very corporate environment. I was picked out for a fast track leadership program pretty soon after I landed my first job out of uni. So I was maybe 22, 23, I don't entirely remember, but around that age. Um, And I was picked out for this leadership program. And so a lot of the focus of that program was on building confidence. It was on being confident. It was on appearing as a confident leader, a confident communicator, a confident strategist. And that's the problem to me with confidence. It focuses outward. And when we focus on trying to be more confident, when we focus on trying to step into a confident version of ourselves or even the whole fake it until we make it thing, we're focusing on trying to become something. And when we try to become something or someone else or a different version of ourselves, what we are actually saying is, 
I am not enough. And I've been thinking about this a lot. And as I said, I got really curious about our relationship to confidence and opened up the conversation on Instagram stories yesterday. And I want to share some of the results um, and the responses because what came back was really, really interesting to me. Um, so the first thing that I asked a question around, uh, the first question I asked on Instagram stories was, would you describe yourself as confident? And 62% of the people who answered, I think pretty much all women, said Yes, yes, I would describe myself as confident. But what was really interesting is that most of those people then went on to send me a message to explain that actually they did think of themselves as confident, but it was very dependent on the situation. So some said that they were more confident at work, but they were a lot less confident in relationships. Um, others were more confident in social situations. Um but overall, 62% said that they would describe themselves as confident. So that, you know, there were 38% who wouldn't describe themselves as confident. So that was the first question I asked. The second question I asked was, would other people describe you as confident? And this is where it gets really interesting. So of all the people who answered this question, 92% said, yes, other people would describe them as confident. So there's this really big disconnect between how we view ourselves and how we present ourselves or how we perceive others to view us. And this is where I kind of have this problem with chasing confidence, particularly as women, because when we are trying to be more confident, trying to be a more confident version of ourselves, we are not dealing with the subconscious patterns, the societal conditioning. I often refer to this as our good girl conditioning, you've probably heard me talk about that before if, if you've followed me for a while. Um, we're not dealing with these patterns, we're not dealing with this conditioning, we're not dealing with what all of this has taught us, um, the fact that all of this keeps us believing that we are not enough. And when I have someone new come into a coaching partnership with me, the first stage of that process is to fill out an application to determine if if we'd be a good fit. It's, you know, I'm not the right coach for everybody. Not everyone is the right client for me. So the first stage is to fill out this application. And one of the questions I ask on that is, um, do how do you want to feel in your life and business? And it's really interesting to me that almost always confidence makes an appearance. But what's most interesting is that actually when we start to work together, when we talk about this and we, we start to break this down, it's never actually about confidence. It's about self-worth. It's about self-acceptance. It's about embodiment and self-connection. And another question that I asked on Instagram was, do you feel connected to yourself? Do you feel connected to yourself? Um, how did I word this? Do you feel connected to yourself, to your pleasure, to you, your sensuality? And 58% of people answered that question with, no, that's, that's not me. And when I went back and I cross-referenced that with um, the 38% of women who said that they didn't describe themselves as confident, all of those women, the whole 38%, also said that they weren't connected to themselves, to their pleasure, to their sensuality. So here's the thing. When we stop chasing confidence, when we stop trying to become a more confident version of ourselves, when we stop trying to 
appear more confident to others and instead we focus on building self-worth and self-acceptance, we shift into embodiment. I'm going to talk a little bit more about what this means in a minute, but we embody more of who we already are. We embody more of what makes us unique. And that is fucking radiant. A woman who stands in her own radiance, in her own unique power, is magnetic. She is magnetic to all of the things that she wants in her life. The people, the things, the situations, the opportunities. And this is why the work that I do with women is not around building confidence. It's around building radical self-worth. So do you see the difference? Do you feel the difference between self-confidence and self-worth? So how do we actually do this? How do we actually build self-worth? Well, I have a three, I have my own three-stage framework that I take my coaching clients through, and I'm going to give you a taster of that today. I want to take you through what those three stages are, what they mean, and how we can start to unpack some of this. Um, And the first stage of the framework for this is unraveling. Oh, so good. Um, Unraveling from the conditioning that has taught us that we're not worthy. Um... So as I've mentioned, this good girl conditioning, there's a whole guide to this on my website, by the way, I'll leave a link for it below if you're all interested in learning a bit more about good girl conditioning and exploring it and finding out how it it might manifest in your life. But the whole premise of good girl conditioning is that as girls and women, almost from the moment that we enter this world, we learn how we should be in order to be accepted by society. So there is a list of standards and expectations around who we should be as women. We should be agreeable, we should be compliant, we should be nice, we should always be keeping the peace, we should be polite, forgiving, definitely never a burden. Um, And we, this is the list that, you know, a lot of us, we move through life um, with the habits and the behaviours that we might recognise as people-pleasing or perfectionism. Um, All of these are rooted in our good girl conditioning. So unravelling this is the first part of this journey. Um, And also unravelling from the fact that we are taught to constantly chase a better version of ourselves. There is literally an entire industry centred around the belief that who we are is not enough. The self-help industry. Um, Coaching programmes, podcasts, books all teaching us how to be a better version of ourselves, all teaching us how to fix things about ourselves. So the first step to building radical self-worth is to really examine what amongst all of this is actually true for us. What are the beliefs that we are holding on to that have been handed to us by society, that have been handed to us by other people? So that's the first stage of all this, unravelling. The second stage, reclaiming, oh, I love this stage so much. I love seeing women move into this phase and really start to reclaim who they are. Um, And reclaiming is all about deepening our connection to ourselves. So our good girl conditioning teaches us to deny parts of ourselves that are actually our very essence. So our joy, our pleasure, our desires, our sensuality, our feminine energy... These are all areas in which most of the women that I know, most of the women that I work with, hold shame around. 
Women and shame. <laughs> oh, it's a big one, guys. It's a big one. Um, we hold shame around our bodies. We hold shame around being too much, around wanting too much, around money, around sex. And shame is, well, it is just another way of saying we are not enough. We are not good enough. Shame occurs when we don't allow ourselves to want what we want or to be who we are. And deepening our connection, doing this reclaiming of those parts of us that we deny, is beautiful. It is transformative. This is where the transformation happens. And, you know, on a personal level, over the last couple of years, I have been on this journey to embrace more of my sexuality, to really release any shame that I've I've been holding, that I've been conditioned to hold around sex, around wanting it, around enjoying it, around the kind of sex I enjoy, around focusing on my own pleasure instead of simply focusing on the pleasure of whoever I'm with. And it has changed my entire relationship to myself. Not because I'm having more sex or better sex or more orgasms, but because I am free of the burden of shame that I was carrying, because I accept my sexuality as a part of who I am as a woman, instead of denying it or minimising it. So the first step in all of this was the unravelling. The second step was the reclaiming. And the third step is the rewilding. So rewilding is just embodying more of who we actually are. Embodiment is just the process, the practice of being. It's about choosing to operate from more than just our mind, from more than just our beliefs. Embodiment is about living and breathing who we are and what we desire. It's the integration So when that comes to building self-worth, this is not the whole fake it until you make it idea. It is not about showing up and pretending to be and stepping into the thought patterns and the beliefs of that next level version of yourself. It is about taking the work that we did in step two, that reclaiming, that deepening our connection to ourself, that tapping into our pleasure and our desire and our intuition and choosing to live and lead from that space every single day. So the framework is unraveling, reclaiming, and rewilding. Mm. So I want to leave you with some questions that can help you step into this framework, that can help you step into this process for yourself, a little bit of self-coaching here. Um, So I'm just going to list a few questions. You can pause here to answer them. You can pause here to jot them down so you can come back to them later or you can just come back and listen to this. They'll also be in the show notes so you can just um, have a look at those. But I just want to leave you with a few questions that you can ask yourself to start to step into this work. Okay. Do you see yourself as confident? That's the first question. Do you see yourself as confident? Are you a confident person? Would you describe yourself as confident? Do other people see you as confident? So how do you think other people see you? And is there a disconnect between the two? So 
Do you see yourself as confident? Do other people see you as confident? Are those two things aligned or is there a disconnect there? That's a starting point, okay? Then I want you to ask yourself, what are the parts of yourself that you are denying? What are the parts of yourself that you hold shame around? This could be sex, it could be money, it could be ambition, it could be your body, how you feel about your body, your relationship to your body. What are the parts of yourself that you are denying? What are the parts of yourself that you are carrying shame around? And the whole idea of this is not to have any self-judgment. It is not to beat yourself up because there are parts of yourself that you are denying. This is just to understand where that is happening, where that is occurring, okay? So no judgment, take that off the table. I want you to ask yourself, where do you believe that you are not enough? Where in your life are you telling yourself you are not enough? What are you telling yourself it is about you that means you are not enough, that you are not worthy? And I want you to ask yourself, where do you believe that you are too much? Because often as women, we talk about feeling like we're not enough, like we're not worthy, um, that we're not good enough. But actually, a lot of the time our conditioning tells us we are too much, we are too loud, we are too passionate, we are too sensitive. So where are you holding on to the belief that you are too much? Okay, so I'll just repeat all of those. Do you see yourself as confident? Do other people see you as confident? Is there a disconnect between the two or are they aligned? What are the parts of yourself uh, you are denying or you carry shame around? Where do you believe you are not enough? Where do you believe you are too much? This is the starting point. Start with these questions, okay? And the next stage of it is to then look at each of those beliefs, look at those areas where you're denying yourself or you feel like you're not enough or you feel like you're too much and ask yourself, where does this come from? Okay, and that's the starting point for this. That is a way to step into this work. Um, If you want to go deeper with this, so if you're a very um, ambitious, very motivated um, woman who is on a mission to build a business and do incredible work in the world, but you want some help building radical self-belief, then I do have some spots open for one-on-one coaching. So I will leave all the details, um, the links, everything that you need in the show notes, or just head to my website and you will find it on there. Um, I do have some spots open to start in March and April. Um, but if that is not for you and you just want to quietly self-coach yourself on this, start with those journaling prompts, start there, um, and see what unravels for you. As always, you can reach me on Instagram if you want to have a conversation about this. Um, I always love hearing what you guys think. And if you have enjoyed this, if you found this valuable, please, please share, please like, please subscribe. It really does help. It helps me to understand uh, the kind of content that you engage with. And it also helps to get this in front of more people. So forever grateful for you for listening. Have a beautiful week. I will see you back here very, very soon. (laughs)